Good morning and welcome to Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. Welcome to Friday here as the year flying by. Uh, the I got, I'm going to update you on the budget deficit. And something really interesting as to why the national debt has been growing very slowly for about the last year or so. And, and I'm going to let you know that's about to end. And I'll tell you uh, why that was. There was uh, something that the Trump administration did, and uh, there was leftover monies. And, and so I'll, I'm going to educate you on that today. Uh, but for the first eight months of the budget year, we hit a new record uh, for government debt. Uh, and now we're going to start seeing that get reflected uh, in the overall national debt as well. Uh, of course, yesterday was the big inflation data. And just like I, 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 I say this and I've been saying this, you know, we talk about the cheerleading that goes on for the central bankers that try to make it all assume that we are the stupidest people in the world. We have to be. How dumb do they think we are? You know what the answer is? They think we're really dumb. Really, really dumb. You know, and don't worry, and in transitory, if you went out to CNBC today, the big article about the inflation is, oh, yeah, look at that. That's bad, but you know what? The Fed's got it. They're right. It's just transitory. Even though... Places like Bank of America and Goldman Sachs and uh, Jeff Gunlotch and Stanley Druckenmiller and, I mean, the most respected people on minds on Wall Street say otherwise. Now, let's, we're not going to have them. We're going to have the one that supports the message that our bankers are trying to ram down our throats. And this is why it's always so dangerous. This is why most people don't be get prepared and this is also how the fed has gotten this power that they're somehow beyond reproach i mean really if you think about it i think we should have a scorecard that's what i think so when the fed has these meetings oh they have these great meetings matter of fact they're gonna have another one next week well maybe the week after i can't remember it's either next next tuesday uh or the following tuesday but but it's coming and they come out and they release all these statements. They go out on TV. They're, they're always talking to their richity rich friends. And they release all these charts and, 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 and make all these grand predictions. I think we should keep track. And, and, and just simply say, hey, listen. If you're not accurate and we can come up with a number you know let's just say hey if you're not within 50 percent of your prediction could you imagine if you were at school and you were taking a test and you missed half of the answers right you'd get an f but this is how bad they really are at predicting that's why i said 50 percent so in other words, if you're saying inflation's going to be 2%, and it turns out 
to be 4%, you're still within the, well, actually, that's a you missed it by 100%. Let's get rid of you. Let's get a better person in here. Obviously, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. Now, if you came out and said inflation was going to be 3% and it was 4%, well, you're within the 50%. You can keep your job. So I'm giving them a lot of cushion. Right? When they told us about the tapering. Remember the tapering? They were going to get the balance sheet down to a couple trillion dollars. Well, you know, it's now $8 trillion. Yeah, uh, Maybe we should find somebody else because you don't know what the hell you're talking about. No. Let's not do that. Because here's the problem. If we actually got somebody in there that told the truth, right, none of this would be relevant right now. 800-951-0592, Patriot Radio News Hour, talking about how do they get all this power? It, it's really beyond comprehension. I mean, how did their balance sheet get to $8 trillion? How did we, how did we stop paying interest to people? Think about how banking was supposed to work. Remember, we had to have these guys, which is not true. We don't need a central bank. Matter of fact, we could get by with a very much smaller group with very little power other than, hey, make sure banks play within the rules, right? Break up too big to fail, get rid of these mega banks. We don't need mega banks. We don't need a bank to make 40 or $50 billion. Why? It's dangerous. Because how do they make the 40 or $50 billion? Oh, they make it by, by being risky. And, of course, all of us have to have bank accounts. And as you know, and some of you may not know, but you need to know, when you open a bank account and you click OK and uh, check here and sign here and initial there. You're signing away all of your rights. I mean, that's literally what it is. I know that's not, but oh, come on, Double. That's not what the guy at the bank says. Oh, this is just this and that. Of course not. But when you when you deposit your money into your bank account, you no longer own it. Period. That's the law. That's been bank. Matter of fact, that's been banking law for so long. It was law for hundreds of years before we ever were a country. Just so you know. But the 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 caveat there, because you think about why would people do that? Well, convenience number one. You know, number two. Well, where would I put all that money? Right. Yeah. Right. Think about it. Where would Bill Gates put all of his billions? But they would pay you interest for the privilege. Now think about it. A bank account's an expense. Right? I mean, really, it is. 
It's an expense. Not only do you not own it, but it's different. And now they've created all of these rules that if the bank goes under, well, depends on where you fit as to how much of your money you can keep. I know they say, oh, no, it's FDIC insured for, what is it, $250,000. You know, FDIC insurance, I think it started at, at 1000 because they created that in 1933. Yeah. After they closed the banks, they, they had to, well, we got we to gotta give them confidence. So we'll insure up to a thousand dollars. It's now two fifty. You think there's any inflation? I mean, they keep saying there isn't any, or if there is, it's only going to be transitory. And here's the thing: all banks pay every month a very small fee to the FDIC. And think of it if you're like an employer, like like for me. I pay unemployment tax. I pay workers' comp tax, right, and all these other little things that I may never use. But I pay them anyway. It's not huge, but, you know, the more employees you have, the bigger the number gets, you know. Well, the banks do the same thing. And they, they, they have this fund. This FDIC insurance fund. And that's supposed to be used when a bank goes under. Of course, today we know most of the banks, uh, there aren't very many left, number one. You know, in the 80s, we had 18,000 banks. We now got 4,000 banks. But 90% of our all U.S. deposits are in 10 banks. This FDIC fund, they got like $30 billion, maybe $40 billion in it. Insured deposits are in the trillions of dollars. Somebody much smarter than me actually did the math on the insured deposits and said the, FCC, uh, the FDIC's got about one and a half cents for every dollar of insured deposits. Now, I don't know, it, 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 that, again, that was one person who did this thing. And it may, may, maybe it's five cents. I don't know. I, I can promise you this. They don't have the money. If one of any of those ten banks went under, they don't have any, not even close. Again, but who cares, right? The devil's in the details. And and as long as people aren't aware of that, well, don't worry. And by the way, we created this little thing in, in the Too Big to Fail Dodd-Frank regulations that nobody on TV told you about. That basically says, hey, here's what's going to happen if one of these big banks does go under. Yeah, we're going to have it. It's going to be all organized, right? We're not going to do the bailouts again. See, remember, during the financial crisis, it was bailouts. Why did we have the financial crisis? 
Does anyone really? Oh, well, you know, it started in housing. This No, it started with the Federal Reserve not being able to do their job. Remember a few days ago when I was reading you the comments? Remember every six weeks, these clowns have a meeting. And they like to act like they somehow can control what's happening in the economy. They can't control it. Think about how big the debts are. You can't control $40 trillion of debts. You definitely can't control. I don't even know what unfunded liabilities are right now. I mean, I, I don't know how many tri- how many hundreds of trillions is it. I don't know. How about derivatives? What are those? I don't know. Can I describe it to you? Kinda. You know, the banks tear up all these loans into itty-bitty pieces and quote-unquote securitize them, and they sit on their balance sheets. They never trade. Nobody knows what they're worth. But somehow the banks give them a value. J.P. Morgan, as an example, has got $55 trillion dollars of these how's that possible i don't know but yet there it is the 10 largest banks have hundreds of trillions of dollars of derivatives on their balance sheets you know we, we we talk about all the the bailouts that they've done and you go back to hey how did the bailouts happen well these people at the Federal Reserve ignored why well, it ignores the wrong word well it's not it's the right word they ignored the lending standards the banks were using in the housing market right we we, we we'd laugh about those right I just fill it out don't worry leave it blank I'll fill it out for you we'll get you approved right the liar loan where were they? That was supposed to, you know, they were supposed to be overseeing it wasn't happening. Then they came out and told us, oh, don't worry. It's a subprime problem. It's contained. It's fine. Did anyone get fired for that? Did Ben Bernanke lose his job? Did Janet Yellen get sent to the curb? No. And then we had to bail out these banks and bail out Wall Street. And then we created all these new rules about how you and I were going to get screwed. Yeah, of course, they pretended like, oh, no, we're protecting you. Not protecting us. Matter of fact, the second the next crisis popped up, what did they do? They got rid of all the, the, the very few things that actually protected us. They got rid of you know, stuff like, well, banks got to have, you got to have X amount of deposits set aside. Oh, let's get rid of that because of COVID. How did their balance sheet, after they made the initial mistake and their balance sheet went to $4 trillion, then they told us, hey, we got this under control. We're gonna we're gonna go back to normal. Yeah, Janet Yellen 
we're going to start tapering. We're going to get our balance sheet down to about $2.7 trillion. It's now $8 trillion. Anything happen? Anyone get fired? Anyone get replaced? No. 2% inflation. Another one of Janet Yellen and Ben Bernanke's brain children. Right now it's five. Now, of course, oh, no, we can't count that. You know, it's 3.8. Anybody getting fired? Anybody getting replaced? Time after time after time. How did our national debt get to almost $30 trillion? Because these central bankers have no clue to what's really happening. Every prediction they make, it's not just wrong. I mean, they're not even in the ballpark. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's not because they're dumb. They can't actually tell us the truth. And you know what? All of you out there listening, you all know I'm right. You know it. We're not paying this off, paying the debt. We're not going to react to it. We're going to say it's transitory until it finally stops going up. Because they can't raise rates. Can't do it. And you know it, and I know it. And they're going to come out with this digital currency because this is what's going to save us all. Save us from who? Save us from the central bankers. That's who we're saving ourselves from. I mean, could you imagine if these guys could actually accurately predict things? Of course, the problem with accurately predicting things, Wall Street wouldn't be, the Dow wouldn't be at 34,000. Right? Remember, their justification for 34,000. It's okay that the P.E. ratios are the highest they've ever been. Because interest rates are zero. See, because, you know, and, and, and don't fight the Fed. Their balance sheet's $8 trillion and they keep adding, so it's okay. If the Dow would be priced at historical P.E. ratios, you know, when the interest rates, the Fed funds rates were 5 and 6%, We'd be staring at a Dow at about oh, about fifteen thousand. That's just what it would be, but it's almost thirty five, thirty four and change. But they never see any bubbles. When we get back, we're going to talk about the debt level and why we're going to start seeing a huge surge in that as well. Patriot Radio News Hour. Don't touch that dial. 800-951-0592, Patriot Radio News Hour. Uh, had some customers call in wanting me to do a Don Frank show. Probably should. Try to read it. 
I bet I challenge anybody to read that. It's so funny. On my on the wall of the office, you know, we redid the office here in Phoenix. One of the things my wife bought it for me was the uh, Gold Confiscation Act of 1933. Uh, just just picture uh, um, like a poster, okay? You know, a poster when you were a kid and you put it on your wall. A framed poster. has the entire act on it. The whole piece of legislation. And a good part of it's the headline. The actual, you know, the actual act itself is only about two-thirds of the poster. Couldn't have been more than uh, a few pages. Now every piece of legislation is thousands and thousands of pages like reading the Federalist Papers. It's impossible. You don't really want to know what's in it. You don't. And and, and again, we, we talk about gaslighting, uh, cheerleading. Uh, Dodd Frank's another great example. Because here's what they told you. There was a crisis, and this was what was going to fix it. What they didn't tell you is most of the ways they were going to fix it screwed you. I mean, that's the part they didn't tell you. <laughs> I mean, that's what you need to know. And we have all these people. The only reason these events happen is we, because we allow these bankers to lie. Listen, they know inflation was going to be 5 6 7 8%. They knew. They just aren't going to say that. They're going to put a little plot on a dot and say, oh, well, who cares? I want to give the answer I want it to be. Right? Because otherwise, if I give the right answer, then you're going to say to me, well, then obviously you screwed up because one of the things they're supposed to do is have stable pricing. Just just think about that, right? Someone is in charge of having worldwide stable pricing. Somehow the Federal Reserve can uh, control the weather. They can control what happens in other countries and all that. That's nonsense. But yet we bought it. And now they just came out with their new uh, budget deficit for the first eight months of the year. Another record. We've racked up over another couple of trillion dollars already this year. But here's what's funny is the 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 debt clock has been rising very slowly over the, about the last year. And Wolf Richter does he does such a great job and I know I talk about this guy a lot but he's one of the you know when people say hey where do you go who do you like here's one of the guys I love. And he was talking about how they've been able to hide about $1.4 trillion of debt. So what most people don't know, or didn't, well, I should say this, didn't understand. When, when coronavirus happened, Steve Mnuchin was the Treasury Secretary, and him along with, with Jay Powell got together. And the, the Treasury, think of the Treasury as the checkbook for the United States. 
So, you know, you're, you're a business owner. You, you write your checks. You pay your bills out of your checkbook. Well, the treasury is our checkbook. And they're the ones that, that issue the debt. Right? When we don't have enough money in the checkbook to pay the bill. They always would carry a balance sheet of about, you know, and it's been rising as the debts get bigger, the, the balance sheet gets bigger, but it was about four or five hundred billion dollars. Okay, so that was that that's what they'd like to keep on hand. Uh you know, at any time. And that's why when when they don't have a budget agreement, the Fed stops writing certain checks. Right? Hey, we're not writing uh, checks to Social Security. We're not writing checks to the pensions. We're not writing checks here and there. And, and they can go so long without Congress either uh, allowing them some authorization to borrow some money. But eventually, you know, you got to have a budget. And then they catch up and write all these checks that they haven't written. During the crisis, the central bank said to the Treasury, man, we're going to need trillions. And they didn't want to come out and say that. So what they did is they gave the Treasury a bunch of money. About one point four trillion dollars so they had a balance sheet of about 400 billion it jumped up to 1.8 trillion matter of fact july of 2020 so a year ago or so from today the treasury's balance sheet was 1.8 trillion dollars and what they could do is they could loan the money to the fed and the Fed would use 10 times leverage to, to hide things, like people not paying the rent and, and people not paying the commercial mortgages and all of these things. As of Wednesday, the balance sheet was down to $674 billion. So, you know, just quick math, that's about $1.2 trillion. They're going to have it down to $500 billion. That's going to be their new uh, baseline number. At least that's what they want it to be for a little while. So essentially what's going to happen is by the end of this month, the Treasury's out of extra money. And we're going to start seeing the debt clocks now start jumping two and three hundred billion dollars a month but i wanted to bring that out and think about this during that that same time the fed has added over four trillion dollars to its balance monetizing nearly all of it but again did any one of them say that was going to happen either? No. Did anyone lose their job? Did anyone get fired? Of course not. 
It's a radio news hour. We'll be back after the break. 800-951-0592, Patriot Radio News Hour. You've heard about, maybe, maybe you haven't, these reverse repos. And I've talked about them a little bit. You know, where banks now every night are leaving, I think the new numbers now, it's over $500 billion parked at the Fed overnight. It's kind of funny because, you know, just in case the bank doesn't open tomorrow, (laughs) right? There's some money sitting somewhere else. But this is money that when you think about what the Treasury has done, think about it, in in one year, they've taken $1.2 trillion and put it out into the economy on top of all the extra. I mean, it's like double spending. And now all of a sudden, all this money has nowhere to go. Banks are telling some of their big customers Hey, move your money somewhere else because it's costing us money. (laughs) Deposits are costing us money because we can't buy anything that gives us any return. Inflation's 5%. Well, 5% that they admit to. Spend it. And the companies are like, well, what are we spending on? And this is really interesting. And, of course, the Federal Reserve is trying to tell me, oh, no, that's exactly how we intended this to work. Please. Why didn't you say that then, right? If that was truly how it was intended to work, why wouldn't you, when you created all of these facilities, why wasn't that in there? Oh, by the way, when the Treasury starts to wind down all of these things, uh, we're going to have huge overnight repos. They make it up as they go. They change the rules as they go. And and all it does is lead to more danger. Seriously. The risk today is much higher. The risk of being in the debt markets are much higher today. Just ask yourself, does Wall Street seem expensive? And I think most people would be like, yeah. Things are priced to perfection. Does housing seem expensive? Most people out there would be like, yeah, yeah, it's probably not the greatest time to be buying a home. Everything's expensive. Do automobiles seem expensive? And again, most people would be like, you know what, yeah, they're pretty expensive. Have you been applying shopping lately? Right, it's really expensive, and what that means is there's a lot more risk. Go back to the housing crash. There was a lot of risk when those prices were really high. You know when the least amount of risk was after everything crashed, right? When everything crashed and houses that were 400,000 were 100,000, that was the least amount of risk. And this is why I keep telling you, you need to have gold put away. 
And I know so many. I just had another great uh, first-time customer in here yesterday. We had a great conversation, and and we were talking about it. She goes and she goes. I just I've been feeling this way. She goes and I heard your show and and you're talking the way I'm feeling. She goes, but I she was I, I was scared. I was scared to call. And she goes, I'm so glad I did you. And, and, and trust me, listen, we are gonna, we will answer all of your questions. We've been here 25 years without a single complaint to the Better Business Bureau. Now, does that mean we don't make mistakes? No, of course we do. It just means we fix them. We treat you honestly. We treat you fairly. We treat you with respect. We're, we don't rip you off. That's how we've been able to do it for so long. We don't have, uh, what do they call it? Well, I guess we, we've got to. I don't know how, but we do. We've got Yelp reviews. And it's, we don't have, have our customers do reviews. We don't need you to tell us how good we are for just doing our job. But the risk is very high right now. And this is why you want to have some wealth insurance. That's what gold is. That's what gold does. You're, you know, do, and of course, listen. You have to be diversified. I say it to you all the time, right? You know, if you got a four hundred one k or an IRA or any, you, yes, right. You got to have long term care insurance and all this. You got to have that stuff. But especially, you know, you you need to have gold all the time. But as the risk levels rise, that's when you want to have more of it. And like I said, listen, when this thing crashes, we know it's going to crash. It's okay. It's not scary unless you're not prepared. We're going to get the digital currency. We all know that that's already done. It's already written. But when that happens, then you take some gold off the table. And you take advantage of all the low ri- the low risk stuff after the crash, and then as they go on again, you know, because they can't help themselves, risk growth levels will rise again, and you add back to it again, you know, and, and this is just the cycle. What do they call it? Boom and bust, boom and bust, boom and bust, and apparently this is the cycle we want. Because we allow for all of these Federal Reserve officials who we don't even get to elect to not even be anywhere remotely accurate and nothing bad happens to them. So guess what we get? Boom and bust. Boom and bust. Patriot Radio News Hour. Final segment coming up. 800-951-0592. Patriot Radio News Hour. Final segment today. Uh, the Dow is down 130 points. Gold's down 15 bucks. Prices are not down. Matter of fact, <laughs> not surprised. Uh, prices actually went up today. Uh, again, the, some profit taken in the paper markets. Ignore it. Uh, silver's up 15 cents. Uh, crude oil, man, 71 and change now. 71.10 uh, on crude oil prices. And again, you know. Remember why the 08 inflation number was so high before the Lehman Brothers collapsed? That was when crude was over 100. I've got a feeling we're going back there again. 
get your gold and silver put away. Uh, yesterday afternoon, uh, we were running, Colorado was running some specials on yesterday's program. I've got leftovers, but they're really great buys. Uh, yesterday, we were running those 1878 S's. I actually still have 15 of them left at 2200 bucks. And then there are 10 Mint State 62 Liberties at $2,200 as well. That And those Liberties are actually in Colorado. Jason already has those. The S's, uh, we won't have the S's till Tuesday or Wednesday of next week. Uh, but the 1878 S's, it's a rarer date because the only bit minting them was the San Francisco Mint because the California Gold Rush. Uh, I misspoke yesterday. The Philadelphia Mint uh, didn't mint any uh, 1878s because they were just minting nothing but uh, Morgan silver dollars. That was the first year of the Morgan dollar. And as Jason explained uh, yesterday, the bankers were trying to get control again because there was no central bank at the time and was trying to take all of that silver out of circulation and finally got caught. But neither here nor there. 15 of the 1878 S's, and I actually got my red book out, that that pretty much starting in the 1880s all the way through uh, to the Liberty Series ended in 1907, uh, they, they were averaging anywhere from 2.5 to 3 million liberties between all the mints. Uh, the 1878 uh, was only 1.7 million, so they minted a lot less of them. Uh, so this is a, it's not an ultra rare date, right? It's not like a 1933 St. Gaudens, but it is a rarer date. Uh, mostly the story behind it. Uh, that's at 2200 And then, of course, these MS-62 $20 Liberties. And these are going to be like 1900 1904 1907 the years where there's probably a lot of them. Uh, those are also at $2,200. i have got 10 of those. So uh, about 25 pieces in all. Uh, U.S., uh, the $10 Liberties are still on special at $1,070. Uh, that is still such a great price. That's two of those is $2,140. You know, a, a circulated $20 gold piece, you know, at twenty one eighty five. The ones I'm selling today at $2,200. Uh, so if you're looking at, hey, what's my best price per ounce? That's going to be on the $10 Liberties today at $1,070. And just understand, listen, we're in a situation of elevated risk. Make sure you have your risk protection in order. Pretty simple. 800-951-0592. God bless everybody. Man, next week the furnace is going to be on. Pray for us. I'm here at 118 in the valley, and it's only early June. Man, get the sunscreen out. God bless. We'll be back Monday. Monday.